This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE Intellinews. Romania has had a great few years. It managed to grow by 8.8% one quarter last year, but now the economy is starting to slow down. Many of the numbers are still really good. GDP per capita has doubled in the last few years, for example. However, the economy is suffering from a twin deficit. And now economic growth is starting to slow. The problem is, is that it's constrained by structural problems. And it's becoming trapped in the middle income trap. I sat down with Andrei Bradolesco, the Director of Macroeconomic Research at Banca Transylvania, to talk about the various challenges the country is facing. So, Andrei, good to meet um, Thank you very much, Ben. Nice to meet you here in Budapest. <laughs> you just gave a very interesting talk about Romanian economy. Um, I suppose my first question, because we've been saying Romania is like the new Poland in so much as it's been growing extraordinarily quickly, it turned in one quarter 8.8% growth, but your forecast for this year is 29 Year on year, yes, on average, so I expect a slowing down of the yes. Romanian economy from 4.1% last year to 29 uh, this year. It's uh, determined this uh, slowing down by the fact that uh, already in the global and the European economies we have a deceleration process. We are actually heading towards the end of the post-crisis cycle. I do not expect a hard landing, but a soft landing for uh, the foreign economies, for the main economic blocks in the world, the US, China and the Eurozone. The Eurozone is the main economic partner of Romania, but also I expect a gradual increase of the real financing costs in the Romanian economy with impact for the domestic demand. So we had the expansionary policy mix for many years in a row and this expansionary policy mix supported the domestic demand. On the other hand, it contributed to the deterioration of the international competitiveness of the economy as you saw during the presentation. For instance, last year the exports increased by 5.4% year on year while the imports advanced by more than 9% year on year. So we have this structural problem in terms of international competitiveness. So if we step back for a second, um, we had this period of extraordinary growth, and in that time you were saying that incomes have grown enormously, the economy is more or less double in size. I think you were saying <coughs> sorry, average incomes have gone from around 400 to 1,300 euros. Is it true to say then Romania's just been through its fast catch-up? Now, no, what I said it's uh, that last year the GDP per capita in Romania stood uh, outpaced 10,000 uh, euros in terms of nominal terms, stood at uh, 10,000 point uh, 10,400 euros last year. Uh, the uh, Hungarian GDP per capita last year was 13,500. So what I mentioned, uh, it, uh, it's this uh, still gap between Romania and Hungary, which is about 30 percent. So from 10,000 but in terms of uh, economic convergence, real economic convergence, uh, talking about the uh, GDP per capita, real GDP per capita at purchasing power standards, uh, last year uh, Romania GDP per capita at purchasing power standards represented more than 60% of the euro area level. And it's and a significant... from 25%. And uh, compared with 25% uh, where it stood in 2002, yes, it's a big, uh, how to say, convergence in less than two decades. That's why I mentioned in one of the slides that Romania was 
was a, a champion of economic convergence. So I've always seen Romania as, you know, it belongs to southeastern Europe by our classification and um, the central European countries have been booming. But it sounds very much like that Romania now has been through a phase where it's converged very rapidly and become a more mature economy similar to Central Europe. And it ceased to be this sort of, not basket case, but sort of laggard that, that has been the hallmark of a lot of the south, uh, southern European countries. But would you say that's true that it's now on a par with Central Europe? Uh, from macroeconomic point of view, yes, we are, let's say, very close to the uh, dynamics uh, in uh, the uh, core Central and Eastern Europe. We are very close, uh, we are very rapidly converging, let's say, to the levels in uh, Visegrad group. So if you call the CE the Visegrad group. Um, but um, what I would like to emphasize is that uh, this convergence is not, uh, how to say, uh, sound because it's accompanied by uh, widening of the twin deficits. So uh, it's not sustainable and at some point in so the what's future. The with the deficits in particular? I mean, you were talking about current account? And current account and the uh, budget deficit. So these are the twin deficits. As everywhere in the world, when you talk about twin deficits, you talk about the uh, current account, uh, po your position with the rest of the world, and the in domestic deficit, which is the public de uh, finance deficit. So um, what happened it, uh, is that um, you cannot uh, uh, implement expansionary uh, policies that have a positive impact for domestic demand, but uh, these policies if are not accompanied by uh, an acceleration of the structural reform, Forms, uh, determine the significant increase of the imports and the significant deterioration of the international competitiveness. And this is what happened in Romania uh, over the past year. So you, uh, and you were saying the Central European countries, they've dealt with this structural problem. They, they solved, yes, they solved the countries in the region, members of the European Union, uh, they uh, solved this problem of international competitiveness and uh, starting 2015, uh, their current account passed from uh, um, deficit to 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 surplus as you can uh, as you have uh, seen in the graphs uh, uh, during the presentation so on the one hand uh, you cannot have this catch up uh, uh, sustainable um, uh, and all the countries that um, enter the catching up process, uh, they couldn't uh, do it on a sustainable way. They uh, had, uh, let's say, other um, uh, problems because it's, first of all, what is catching up? Catching up, it's not only passing with GDP per capita from one level to the average of the Eurozone. Catching up means uh, sustainable development. In order to have sustainable development, you need to have sustainable investments and, uh, how to say, efficient and smart investments on uh, not on one year or two years, but on the from on, on the long term. Okay. Uh, second, uh, if you do not um, implement policies to uh, uh, convert the income, then within the EU, you face the risk of uh, migration of the active population with uh, what happened, what has happened over the past years uh, in whole uh, Central and Eastern Europe. All the countries are uh, losing active population uh, because it's never, ne it's, has never been so easy for 
people from the east to move to the western countries and to work in their profession. So it's, it's very challenging to implement and to find a proper solution, a proper policy mix in order to assure uh, sustainable convergence without accumulation of these uh, macroeconomic disequilibria or tensions. A, a real problem with uh, migration, hasn't it? I mean, e yes, Romania, unfortunately, as the um, official statistics, uh, it's uh, has been losing a lot of active population, but. Uh, this uh, trend is, uh, let's say, uh, decreasing. So actually... Um, so as the country gets better and richer, then the incentive to leave becomes less and less. And at some point, people will start to come back. Yes, it's, this depends. So we, we are going to see. If you look at countries like Portugal, for instance, Portugal is a pillar in terms of international migration. There are 10 million inside, and 10 million inside the country and 10 million outside the country. And actually, Portugal moved from emigration uh, uh, country to an immigration country during the 80s and 90s because you know that all the public infrastructure was built with foreign citizens like Ukrainians, uh, Moldavians, Romanians, etc., etc. So uh, it's this also scenario that in the mid-run Romania may turn the eastern pillar in terms of migration, eastern uh, pillar of EU in terms of migration. So, so these structural problems, what exactly in concrete terms does Romania need to do in order to solve this problem so the current account deficit, for example, is reduced? It's, it's uh, first of all, investments, uh, uh, stimulating investments in order to improve the domestic uh, supply. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, from this point of view, uh, is a big opportunity for the following cycle in the Romanian economy to uh, improve the uh, investments in the economy. Because if we look uh, um, comparative analysis, um, the post-crisis cycle was dominated by very slow dynamics of the fixed investments. And uh, this is also due to the fact that the impact of the crisis 10 years ago was very, very tough, very difficult. Uh, the crisis surprised the Romanian economy with widening uh, deficits and uh, with uh, significant dependence of financing these deficits on foreign capital flows. Nowadays, the situa situation is a little bit different because the level of the deficit is lower. So if we look at the G uh, current account deficit was more than 14% of the GDP in 2007. Nowadays, it's around 4.5%. So it's 10 percentage points lower, and on the other hand, we have a significant excess uh, liquidity, excess um, uh, savings in uh, in, uh, in Romania. So we are not anymore dependent on foreign financing. Are these um, investments happening? You, you were saying, looking at the banking sector, the loans to deposit—I I don't remember—75 percent. 76.7 percent at the end of last year. Yes. But that means that there's plenty of money for making loans and investment if uh, companies want to, don't they? There are many companies that continue to invest that uh, so this you cannot overall we can improve the dynamics of the fixed investment there are companies investing on a continuous basis yes it's you can see here because the unemployment it's at record low level so a lot of investment um, projects are implementing uh, implemented at present in in uh, Romania so given that there's this space and the money's there I mean Romania can still look forward to you know strong growth, continued progress. I uh, expect uh, this year and of course the uh, looking for the following economic cycle, I expect the significant
So you, you were saying the level of fixed investments you're expecting to continue to rise and that uh, Romania can look forward to, to continue I, to I expect an improvement, a significant improvement of the fixed investments during the following cycle, yes. Um, significant improvement compared with what happened during this post-crisis cycle. And you were saying unemployment... And I expect the convergence process, so I expect the Romanian economy to increase, GDP to increase by a higher uh, pace compared with what's happening in the EU level. You were saying that unemployment is at a record low. Um, to what extent yes. is Romania suffering from the same labor shortage that's been hit the whole of Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's the same situation. So if you move across companies and ask the main challenges, uh, all of the companies would say we want to hire more, but we cannot find uh, qualified people. So uh, this labor shortage, but uh, it's a problem, a regional problem and also a global problem. Because if you move to the United States, if you read the statements of the Federal Reserve from every meeting, you can see there that one of the challenges in the U.S. economy is also the shortage of qualified labor. So uh, to some extent, this uh, challenge can be addressed by uh, intensifying the digital uh, uh, projects because uh, we are in the middle of the digital revolution and uh, I expect uh, this process to to change the world significantly in the following uh, decades. So I expect uh, companies to continue to complain that they cannot find qualified people and um, also expect uh, um, reallocation of human resources across uh, sectors because uh, we are facing uh, at the global level significant uh, structural, let's say, uh, challenges. Um, last topic is uh, productivity. In so much as Central Europe has this labor problem and there's been some talk about the foreign investors who've, been, who've set up shop in Central Europe um, starting to look at Southeast Europe because the wages are cheaper there, there's more people uh, and those countries would welcome the employment. However, they're saying that the trade-off when you take into account productivity, which is much lower in uh, southern, southern Europe, that you don't actually gain anything. Um, however, Romania itself, you know, the Dacia uh, car plant, for example, has, has attracted some significant and large-scale... And continues to, to increase the investments at the plant in uh, Romania. So this, this, is a, this is a myth. The productivity is gradually catching up with the EU level, so it's uh, the same story of convergence. Of course, you cannot have uh, everything good... In, what is economic convergence because it's also a fight for resources not only across the regional uh, the countries of the region but also on the global level uh, but this region has the very huge opportunity to be in the middle of the transition of the global power from the west to the east because now we are, now we are talking about more and more projects developed by the Chinese in, in our region and look at the Budapest-Belgrade uh, uh, railway now, which is under construction. Look at the intensifying, uh, let's say, uh, presence of the capital, uh, Chinese capital in uh, in our uh, in the countries in the region. So, we have this uh, chance to be in the middle of this transition process, and this uh, can be positive uh, if we continue to accelerate the structural reforms in order to be focused more on uh, 
preparing high qualified people, maintaining the high qualified uh, people in, in our region and attracting very intelligent investments. So the question of convergence at the end of the day, it's also a question of convergence of economic behavior and tougher competition in terms of attracting the best capital investments and the best uh, human uh, resources. Because if we talk about uh, productivity of uh, people working in a restaurant in Romania or people working in a restaurant in Germany, this is a false story. I mean, uh, of course, that uh, people working in uh, Germany are paid, I don't know how many times higher. Of course, there's a big difference in terms of um, uh, living costs. But at the end of the day, we have to think that convergence is dependent on high-quality uh, projects, investment projects and high-quality uh, human uh, resources, not about migration of low-qualified people uh, that are accepted by countries uh, in sectors where these countries cannot find domestic labor force because it's a question of segmentation of the labor market at the end of the day. It's, uh, How big a role are the Chinese playing? I mean, you mentioned, and I've noticed, that there are lots of investment. Yes. I read somewhere that Chinese FDI into this region is higher than that of the European Union. Yes, 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 yes. And many countries in the region, it's 16 plus 1, now it's 17 plus 1 initiative because Greece uh, entered this project uh, last month. I had many presentations about OBOR, about uh, Chinese investments in, in our region, and I am uh, really fun of this, of this, uh, this is the future shape of global Globalization, as far as I can understand, with my uh, pure macroeconomic, uh, let's say, background, uh, it's uh, it's my vision that we are in the middle of this transition between uh, transition of global leadership from US to China, and we have this opportunity to. But that's great for the region because it means it's yes. attracting investment from both sides. I mean, from Asia, from, from yeah, Western. The Europe. question is that the globalization is an ongoing process, despite these global trade tensions. And at the end of the day, it's as old as the human being, no? Because you cannot stop the human being. Since the appearance of the human being, uh, the man wants to consume more, to have the opportunity to choose, you know, to travel, to, and uh, you cannot stop uh, this, how to say, uh, human uh, behavior. So at the end of the day, what's important is to have um, ongoing projects and ongoing negotiations in order to 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 grasp the the better outcome of this uh, geopolitical, geocultural, and geoeconomic forces that are, let's say, crossing and are mixing in our in our region. This is my my personal view about the region. Great, Andre. Thank you very much for taking the time. Anytime, my pleasure. Thank you very much.